podcast, I share my experiences in the music industry. You can ask me questions live, and we can get you one step closer to your professional dreams. Hello, we are back, we are back, we are back in the house. Welcome back to Emily is Live. So this is great. I've been in the room, as it were, for the last like 15 minutes. So I've just been having a lovely chat to all the people that have been in. Um, already we've got Charlotte Bibby, who was first in. Hello, Charlotte. An official hello, video hello, rather than a text hello. Uh, Graham Wilmot is here. Hello, Graham. Haven't seen you for ages. Well, I haven't spoken to you, seen you for ages. Um, also, David Lamids is in. And we also have the Zalster. Uh, and yeah, there's a couple of other people, I think, that are, that are just silently watching the chaos unfold, which is is absolutely fine by me. Um, oh, and Jake Perrette, hello. <laughs> so um, I've, I've changed the settings, so the latency should be slightly less, which I'm hoping will help with me being able to answer questions as they happen, but we'll see how it goes. Anyway, let's get on to today. So today, <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to just suddenly go, right, let's go in with a really controversial subject, but here we are. This is the question that I have for you that, um, that I think, yeah, like I say, it's a bit controversial uh, and people are very polarised with this. And the question is, should you work for free? Like I say, people are quite extreme with their views with this. I don't, I don't find that there are many people that are kind of... Um, well, I say that there aren't many people that have a balanced kind of thing, but I guess I'm going to try and put to you a balanced argument why I think that free work, doing free work is actually a really, really, really beneficial thing. And the reason that I say that I think that free work is a great thing is because I look back at my career and sort of where I am sat here right now, and the majority of the opportunities that I've had, of the things that I've done, have all come from free work essentially they'd sort of their beginnings were always came back to a moment that was nothing to do with being paid you know that was the least thing on my mind at the time and so um i just thought that i would share my thoughts on that uh and how i see free work because realistically that's not how i see it so i know that it's a bit of a it can be a bit of a triggering subject because often you see these things on social media these posts like uh, uh often it's for bands like come and play at our venue um offering great exposure and then someone will write oh well i'll just tell my landlord that i will pay my rent with exposure totally get that and believe me i am with you and it's crazy that sort of thing but I do think that it can be a really, really useful thing also. So um, I'm gonna share with you how I see free work. There are three main things or three main ways that I look at free work that I think, okay, this is actually probably good. And, and, and these are the reasons that I will take on free work, I should probably say, that's probably a better way of saying it. So the first thing is, if I get asked to do something, and I still get asked to do stuff for free, I will just put that out there. I have done since I started, I still do. Um, I still do things for free as well. Um, and here are the things that I ask myself. First of all, is it something that will encourage growth? Uh, basically, if, if you're starting out, especially when I was starting out, I sort of, I fell in love with the drums, obviously, and I was obsessed and I was playing and all of that sort of stuff. But it didn't mean that I necessarily had the skills that I needed to do the job. But I didn't really know that. So if an opportunity was given to me and I was like, okay, so this would mean that I would level up that skill or gain this new skill, and it might be a peripheral skill, so therefore it's worth it, then I would do that. So for instance, when I was 15, I joined a heavy metal band called Primacy. Um, and basically this was my first band out of school and that wasn't paid in fact I was paying to do rehearsals because it was a band and that was the, that was the sketch totally normal but the reason that I joined was not because it was like oh yay let's be in a band that was yes that was part of the reason but the main reason was okay this is my first band out of school this means that I will be playing in venues, like proper gigs, not just playing in school shows, which were all parents, which was great and, and gave me a lot of benefit. But 
it was like I, I need to play to strangers I need to get out into the world I need to learn how to play live in a situation that is out of my comfort zone out of that security of the school gates of being a big fish in a little pond if you like you know let's let's open out the waters so that was the reason that I went to join a band it happened to be a heavy metal band because honestly it was the only band that i found online they happened to have a female bass player and i was like that might be fun having a, like another girl in the band oh yeah that would be nice and it ended up being great and i think i stayed with them for maybe a year and it was an amazing experience more recently uh things like drumstem club so if you don't know what drumstem club it is uh basically i release free drum multi-tracks to anyone all you got to do is sign up and people can record to them they can release them they can you know practice production they can practice like people can practice songwriting or whatever you want to do with them you can chop them up you can chuck them in the bin totally fine now i offer that as a free thing but the reason that I decided to do that was because it meant that I get to mess around with drum sounds and I get to level up my recording uh, ability because I, you know, when I first, if you look at the very first stems that I put out, the quality of those versus the newer stems is just chalk and cheese. And the only reason is, is because I just did more of it. And then a byproduct of that is that I get to give them for free to people to use that maybe couldn't afford to hire me. So that's really good. So I'd say if there's a, an opportunity and they're like, we can't afford to pay you, if you see it and go, ah, oh, actually, that's going to give me a new skill, I'd say that is way, way worth any amount of money that you can be paid. Um, I mean, ideally, it would be great if you could be paid and level up your skills, and that happens too. But in the early days especially, you know, like, yeah, it's just a really good extra well it's a good reason it's just a good reason to take on something so that's the first thing if it makes your skills grow or you grow as a person absolutely i would 100 percent recommend that you would uh, take on that free work so the second thing is connection networking connecting with new people does it do that does it put you in front of a group of a new people of a group of new people and whether that's the people that are on stage with you or whether that's an audience that's in front of you does it do that for you because at the end of the day if you are the world's greatest drummer guitarist singer or you know anything else a creative artist or i don't know juggler <laughs> then if you're the best at that but only in your bedroom walls if you like so what that doesn't mean anything that is not going to get you paid work it's just not i mean it might but if you want to maximize doing this as a career or even if it's just like part-time like semi-professional side hustle as they call it although i don't like the word hustle because it really to me says that you're taking people for like you're swizzing people basically and ripping them off i don't like that word but anyway it's a buzzword at the moment side hustle um then yeah this is a great reason to do it if it brings you into a new network of people and things like that can be uh jam nights perfect example perfect example and the reason i say perfect example because is because um, a, that's how I've met so many musician friends, uh, and actually it is almost directly a result of me playing on The Voice Kids, uh, the ITV show in the UK. So The Voice, which is the, the show where they turn around on the seats, uh, but the kids version of that, that almost directly came from me doing one jam session uh, for free like eight years ago literally that moment i can pinpoint that moment to the voice kids so um literal example um but yeah like i say if you can sort of like open up your world to a bunch of different people then it's worth it for that it's definitely worth it because um yeah the more people that you know the more people that know you and what you do the better the chance that someone's going to call you especially i mean there's kind of hierarchies i think because if you've played with someone, they're more likely to uh, put you on a gig versus if you just say, so there's jam nights you can play at or you can just go to a show and hang out. That's probably less likely to get you a recommendation. 
possibly if you can talk the talk which i'm terrible at by the way i'm the worst self-promoter if you talk to me face to face i get so awkward with it so i'd rather just play with someone on stage and then i'll let them make their mind up if they want to put me forward for stuff um but yeah there's definitely different levels so whether that is going to a jam night or whether that's heading out to uh, like i say someone else's gig or even things like trade shows um it might sound weird but a large amount of gigs that i get are through uh, going to drum shows, for instance, and just chatting to other drummers, and then they end up needing a dep or something, and they'll call me. And that is a direct result of just hanging out at a trade show. And again, I'm doing that for free. Sometimes I'm paying for it. Well, I'm paying in petrol at the very least, or like parking and, and maybe paying for the show ticket. So these things all sort of like come into it. So the third thing that is really so useful uh, and a good way to look at free work is not just expanding your network but also like expanding who can see you, your visibility and that can be again like i say that can be through an audience like a physical audience in a room that can be through an online post or even better you can then take whatever you're doing and create your own content to share with your audience and to expand with your audience you all know the people that are here, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that I do this. In fact, technically, I'm doing it right now. Technically, because I'm doing this podcast. Ain't nobody paying me to do this podcast. I don't earn a penny from it. But it's really great for me in terms of like promotion. And it helps me grow because I'm, you know, getting better at talking on camera, you know, connecting with people, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I then leverage this piece of content and I make other bits of content. And what it means is I can be top of mind for people when they need someone. I mean, I've been called to do presenting style jobs because of this podcast uh, and my last podcast. But then let's go to uh, the studio or drum stem club. I will post the different stems that I'm posting and then that will make me top of mind when someone needs a drummer and I'm like hello I'm here I'll play drums for you so it's just you're in people's consciousness again all these things I don't get paid for okay granted at emilydrums.com if you book in with me yes you have to pay me but drum stem club is completely free but I get to use it for my own promotion you know people often speak about you know google ads and facebook ads and should you be promoting posts and all this sort of stuff Forget about all that. There's so much you can do for free by just putting in a bit of time and a bit of effort. Um, and to me, it's almost more beneficial because it is more organic. Uh, you can play around with stuff and see what works and what doesn't. So I really like that for that reason. Um, so those are the three reasons I think that, or three ways that you can look at free work that actually makes it not about a monetary thing. It's not about being taken advantage of. It's like, oh no, actually, if I can grow from this, brilliant i'll take it on like just think of it as like an investment an investment in your skills again if you can connect with other people other musicians that is a brilliant too a brilliant thing too and then to gain more visibility in terms of like audience that is so beneficial it's so beneficial so those that, that's the way that i assess my my free work and this does come on to my next sort of bit that i must underline all of this with which is please don't uh, think that that means that you should be saying yes to every bit of work that people ask you to do for free. I am not saying that. I, I am saying the more that you do, yeah, okay, great. You, you will probably get more opportunities. However, don't say a blanket yes to everything because there are a couple of things that you have to make sure that you do alongside this. Alongside, of, oh, look at all these benefits I'm gonna get. You also need to balance it with, okay, but, there is a, a time reward ratio. So look at the amount of time and energy that you will be putting into this. So let's say you're joining a band. Okay, so it's gonna be, I don't know, this is completely fictional. So let's say it's like a gig, one gig a month and you're doing one rehearsal a week. Is that time, is that energy that you're gonna be putting into that, is it worth the end result? Like the gig, the one gig a month, what is that gig? Is it a gig to 300 people? Is it a gig to three people? You know, is that worth it for you? What is their fan base like? Is that, you know, and just also skills. If it's a, a genre that you 
you have never played before but you really want to get into is it worth it because of that probably if you really want to be there and you want to stretch yourself that's probably a really good reason to do it but you must always ask the question like is this worth the time and the energy that i have to put into it because you can't do things half-assed as well that's that's not the vibe i think regardless whether you're getting paid or not you've always got to have that attitude of like i'm gonna do this to the best of my ability when this gets out of kilter when it's like, you know what, this is too much for the reward, that's fine, then you move away or you have a conversation or whatever you need to do. So absolutely, yeah, just try to work out what is best uh, for you in terms of like your uh, investment in that situation. Um, and then the other thing is to put a time limit on it. This is something I've always done. Um, if it's not risk reward what i will do is i will well if i decide that it is worth it i will then put a time limit on it and say right in three months six months a year i'll see where i'm at and see how i feel rather than just staying with it and then it becoming habitual and then you end up being well no i can only talk about me i can i have ended up quite resentful in certain situations where either it's mainly because I feel like I'm being taken advantage of and that's not anyone else's fault but my own because you you have to be happy with what you're getting from the situation the moment you're not it either needs to be a conversation of like I can't I can no longer uh, afford this time to work with you anymore or it needs to be actually this isn't right for me but thank you very much and you know if you need a hand getting a new person in then that's fine too so um yes free work it is i think a really beneficial thing like i say it is so much a part of the reason that i'm here the other really good thing about free work i will say i suffer with imposter syndrome a lot like so much you wouldn't believe and um, it's getting better i will say but um it's a really good way to test the waters with if your brain is telling you you know you're not good enough you can't do this you're an absolute charlatan and you then say to yourself gosh this sounds like a crazy person conversation but this is in my head um okay well if i'm going to do it for free then i get to see what i'm worth see if i do a good job i'm not being paid so i don't owe anyone anything i just owe myself and owe them to do the best i can past that we'll see what it is and if it turns out you are good at that and it is okay and people like what you're doing then you can look at maybe you know charging for it or whatever else so it's actually a really good way of testing the waters in your own brain often in the real world that's not actually how people are perceiving you but it's always good to be in a confident confident place and um so coming to the end of this little spiel if you like the one thing i will say there's like a golden bonus way of looking at free work and that is if the thing that you're being asked to do for free so if you're looking at those three initial uh things so the growth the networking and then the visibility um if you can hit all three of those points that is like a golden opportunity and they do exist um yeah they definitely exist because i've had quite a few of them um so yeah the more that you can hit in one project or one artist or one band or one track or whatever it is whatever it is then um yeah the better that you'll feel about investing that time that energy for not necessarily monetary gain but certainly all those other things that are so important especially if you're looking to charge money for what you do <laughs> anyway i'm sure that this is totally polarizing uh, polarizing for a lot of people so if you disagree please tell me get in the chat let's talk about it i'm well up for a chat about this so um yes with that being said i'm gonna uh what i'm gonna do i've had a couple of questions in actually before i went live so i'm gonna answer those couple of questions they're nothing to do with this but then i will come over to the live chat uh if you want to be a part of this community and the live element of it then go to emilyislive.com sign up and you can be part of the conversation but let's have a look at these questions so like i said these questions came in beforehand um right where are they oh that's right okay sorry i'm already seeing that there are so many questions which is awesome um so uh 
Uh, this was from an anonymous person. It said, on a scale from 1 to 500, how happy are you to be sharing with us again? My answer is 5 billion percent, or 1 to 500, 5 billion, because it's so great to be back in touch with you guys properly and being able to chat and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I'm just sorry you have to hear me rant for like whatever it's been, 20 minutes on a subject, but there we go. Um, and then the second question was, any tips or advice for a young eight-year-old trying to learn drums, songs to recommend, learning or anything, much appreciated. Um, do you know what? At eight years old, you should just be looking to have the most fun possible. So um, I didn't even start playing till I was 11. So you already got three years on me at least. But what I will say is that, yeah, just, just anything that you find fun, um, anything about the drums that you fa find fun. So for me, when I started out 11 years old, I loved, well, I still love uh, music, playing to music. So I was playing to all my favorite bands at the time. So when I was that age, uh, it was like, live it was uh jimmy hendrix it was bb king it was incubus it was muse it was i don't know whole bunch of stuff but whatever really tickled my fancy i would absolutely um yeah i just enjoy i just enjoy playing and then i would i mean i'm very obsessive so i used to watch a lot of drum videos and um, youtube kind of wasn't a thing so it was all vhs's or dvds later on so i would like just obsessively watch them and pick out certain phrases and then learn how to play them so just at that age just whatever is fun i'd say and then just see where that leads you because you never know where it might lead um yeah i hope that that helped right let's get to the live chat because this is where it's really at okay so like i say we've had a bunch of people already in um and uh Yes, I've already said, I'll say a hello again. So we've got Charlotte's already in. Hello. We've got David Lamids. Hello. Graham Wilmop is back, who is a lovely artist that I get to work with at emilydrums.com, who I haven't spoken to for ages. So it's lovely to see you. The Zouster is in saying hello. Good afternoon. Um, so, right. Zouster is saying nice progress on the studio end. Yes. So emilydrums.com, I opened back in 2016 and we moved house three months ago and what that means is the studio had to close because it was in our old house or at the end of the garden so the new studio is being built i cannot wait i'm so excited if you want to see the progress of the studio you can go onto my instagram uh, at it's emily dolan davis um it's so good i think i'm Fingers crossed we're about a month off of completion with the studio. So once it is, I will probably come on here live and do you a, a, a tour of the, the new the new space. It's got windows in it and everything. I know, I know it goes against anything that you should hear or whatever read about sound, good sound design. But honestly, I have spent my life in windowless rooms and this room has a view. I am going to use it. I don't care. I'll just put up some curtains. It'll all be good. <laughs> So uh, Graham Wilmot says, watched Count Me In, yay, last night. That was fun. Oh, look, there's Emily. Oh, look, she's followed by Roger Taylor and Stuart Copeland. When I tell you that the response that I've gotten about Count Me In, if anyone doesn't know, so it's a documentary that's over on Netflix at the moment, definitely Netflix US and UK. There are a couple, I know that it's not in on Netflix Japan, I'm so sorry Makiko, and also uh, it's not on Netflix Brazil, I'm so sorry Maisel, uh, those are two of my guys that are over in those countries, um, hopefully it will be with you soon, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a documentary, Cele I'll tell you what it's celebrating, it's not even celebrating drummers, it's celebrating drummers' love of drums, and just that passion, and it, Oh, it's just, it was such a joy to make, uh, like to be a part of, I should say, because I was just one of the interviews. But to watch it back and just, I mean, I always know that drummers are very connected with each other because we have a very similar experience for whatever reason. But to watch it on film and no matter like the generation or the, you know, whether you're in a band or a session musician or, you know, what space you're in. There's so many commonalities with drummers and just the love of the physicality of drummer, drumming and, you know, the people that have inspired us or the way that we're inspired. Oh, it was so amazing to watch and it just made me fall in love with drums all over again. It was, yeah, anyone that is a drummer, I'd say watch it. Anyone that's a musician, anyone that just wants to feel 
inspired I guess I mean I know I am biased because I am a drummer and technically because I'm in it but if I wasn't in it I'd still really love it and recommend it so yes go see it I'm so glad you enjoyed it Graham and and yeah I, I have a, had a few people that um were like oh so I watched this documentary and you were there <laughs> like, yeah hi yeah that was me <laughs> so I don't know again a good example of free work I didn't get paid to do that interview Absolutely not. It's because I knew one of the people that were d one of the team and they just called me and said, you fancy coming and doing this? And, you know, it was not that initially. It was something a lot smaller. And it was just like, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll come do that. That sounds good. And look at the amazing exposure and messages and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it can be something like that. It can be a podcast that you do an interview on. It can be... A magazine interview it can be you know even just doing a collab or something on someone's instagram like you like a track that someone's playing and you just play to it and then you share it and then you never know you just never know what's going to happen from one moment of free work in fact the video that is in count me in me wrapped in the fairy lights obviously i did that for free because it was just me doing something that my sister made me do can i just say um, and that was a direct result of uh, how I got to work with the darkness. That was just a moment. That was a day that I just was like, right, I'm going to wrap myself in fairy lights and record this thing. And it's not particularly well recorded. It's not particularly, the sound isn't particularly well recorded. But it gave me opportunities. So yeah, free work, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a, there's a limit, but you know, it's good. Uh, Jake Perrette is giving me a hey. Uh, Laura House is here. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hello, hello. Lovely to see you, Laura. I hope you're well. I haven't seen you for a long time. Um, Mooncat Drums. Carl is here. Hello, hello. How are you, Mooncat Drums, with your Stormtrooper avatar there? Count Me In is fab. Great to see you get some recognition among those other people. That's, that's Carl. That is so kind of you to say. Again, imposter syndrome, charlatan here, instantly, I don't know what I've done to deserve to sit next to those guys, but, and then anyone that I say that to, they're like, no, just take it. I'm like, okay. So I feel awkward about it, but I'm very so grateful, so grateful. Um, and, oh, crikey, my, my chat has just jumped. Uh, so Mooncat Drum says, how do you kill a circus? Go for the juggler. Oh, is this because I was saying about being the best juggler in the in the bedroom? How do you kill a circus? Go for the... Oh, the jugular! The jugular! I actually got a joke! <laughs> I'm I'm not great at jokes sometimes. I, they, they, it takes me a minute. It's okay, though. Mooncat Drum says, Are you at the UK drum show in uh, April 2022? I would love to be, but... At the moment, I'm touring in Sweden, I believe, with Kim Wilde. And I can't tell you how gutted I am that it looks like I'm not going to be there. I'm so sad about it, but it's just one of those things. So I guess I'll have to join you guys at the next one um i think i'm going to be at nam though if anyone is coming to nam which is the show that is held in anaheim like near la in california in january so what is it it's winter nam um i always find it weird that it's winter nam because it's so warm there so i'm like they don't really have a winter but anyway um yeah so i'm planning on being there i think i'm like I think I'm at, last week I said I was like 51% sure I'm going. I think I'm at about 80%. I'm not far off booking the tickets, basically, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to, yeah, be there. So if you're there, tell me, or planning on being there, and we can say hey. Um, Laura Howell says, oh, imposter syndrome is the worst. Dude, tell me about it. But I think with anything, when it comes to things like imposter syndrome or anything that has a negative connotation, I think if you can spin it in your mind to be a, not a positive thing, but use it in a positive way, like for instance, that imposter syndrome. So prime example, emilydrums.com, my remote recording uh, business. I was like, who am I to be starting up this business? Like, yes, I know how to play the drums. And even then I'm like, not even that well and you know that's what my brain tells me and I'm still like that and I think that's a good thing because it makes me strive and this was exactly the same it's like I'm not even I don't even know what I'm doing 
But what that meant was it really drove me to learn how to do things. And I put myself in awkward positions, which challenged that imposter syndrome that, you know, gave me evidence, if you like, that maybe I'm not that bad. And, and again, through the free work, offering free drum multi-tracks, it was just like, I'll put it out there and people started downloading them and then they started using them and then they started giving me feedback that they really liked them and all that was for free so there was no there was no pressure on it it was just like well if they're downloading it that's good because yes it's free but even stuff that's free don't people don't download and then the fact they were using oh well it can't be that bad because they're using them on their tracks and they're releasing them and they're on spotify and all sorts now so it can't they can't be that bad and then you're getting feedback from people going, I really like what you're doing. It's like, oh, wow, someone really likes what I'm doing. And then they'll book me for a track. And I'm like, okay, I can't be that bad. But the imposter is always there for me. And I think someone said that it's more of a like feminine trait. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to say. I just, I am what I am. So it's just my experience. But um, yeah, if you can, I think anything like that, if you can spin it and, and just use it to your advantage, it's such a useful skill to have like I can't even say enough about sort of anything negative if you can spin it the right way it can be really powerful really powerful um so yeah I hope I hope I hope Laura whatever you're feeling an imposter about I hope you can find a way to kind of channel it into okay if I'm an imposter then let's do this and and either debunk it well no yeah that's it just debunk it debunk yourself and I end up I end up actually just laughing at myself now, which is a really healthy place to be in and one that I was not able to be in for so many years. I took myself so seriously. And, well, I took that voice in my head so seriously. Not so much now. Um, David Frontman, if not, uh, if not STEM club, I still could be in a creativity crisis. Yes, see? David, you are such a sweetheart. Thank God it's you on the drums. <laughs> Thank you, David. So David, I mean... David is one of the very high productivity people that uses my drum stem club. So David Lamid, uh, David Frontman on here. Um, he's awesome. Like he just creates and creates and creates and actually ended up creating a birthday song with a bunch of the other guys from what I affectionately call the Bonkers Squad, this, this contingent of wonderful humans. Um, yeah, they created me a birthday song to say thank you for this community that has kind of come into being. I don't even know how to say it, which is amazing. So yeah, I think it is, uh, yeah, that's a perfect example. There you go. My imposter's quietening down right now and just going, oh yeah, all right, you helped someone. Well done. That's what it's saying to me right now. And that's fine. So Graham Wilmot says, the flip side is with a producer hat on, I wouldn't feel good about asking anyone to do something for free. Cool even if they're not a pro and I'm not being paid myself, should I be more okay with it? Do you know what, Graham? I think, I think that shows so much about your character. And what I will say, like, absolutely don't change yourself. And in that position of being a producer, you paying money to someone is you investing in yourself, if that makes sense. So it's never as simple as just a, a yes or no thing. I think... It really depends who you want to be working with. If you want to work with someone that is maybe up and coming and doesn't have a lot of experience, you're running the risk of your production not being as good as it can be because they don't have that experience. Now that's fine. If you're willing to take that trade off or to risk that and be just be open. I think this is the other thing. Just being very open about everything is good. However, if you as a producer want your stuff to be as good as possible you want to be working with quality people quality materials you know all that sort of stuff you do need to pay for that and that's fine um because at least then you know that you're getting the best you can get the best raw materials to work with and then you you can put that out there you can invest in your skill using those it's difficult if you start with something that are not great so not if you're starting at not a great starting point you're already battling something. So it really is six or one half dozen the other. It really does come down to personal preference, I think. Um, but yeah, I think if you've got, if you're there with your producer hat on, I'd say get the best materials to work with so that you can have the best experience as a producer. And yeah, just make sure you're working with like the level of 
quality that you want to be putting out there. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense, Graham? Am I just talking in circles? Probably, so I apologise if I am. Uh, so, Joe Perkins, sorry I'm late. Hello, Joe Perkins. Joe Perkins, I'm doing, uh, so me, so sorry, let's just give a bit of backstory. So, me and Joe have worked together a couple of times. Uh, he's had a couple of, in fact, he has, uh, so we did a track together called Santa's Coming, which was right at the beginning of emilydrums.com opening. So, he's been with me for a long time in terms of that. He's also used Drumstem Club um, and was putting out YouTube videos, which were amazing using those things. And we met up in um, Bath. Was it Bath? I can't remember. On the Kim Wilde UK tour in 2018. The reason I say this is because we've got another UK tour in September next year with Kim. So I'll have to see you then. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry, that was a really roundabout way. And especially for the all of you versus just Joe. But hi, Joe. Lovely to see you. Um, Jamie Pollard here. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Are you well? I saw that you had signed up for this and I was super happy because... You're a fairly new to me person, so um, welcome, and it's lovely to see you. And I can't remember, is it your daughter that's playing drums? I can't remember, I, yeah. My memory isn't great, and it will remember random facts. However, they don't always, like, they're not always about the right people, so I apologize in advance. Um, Charlotte Bibby says, do you get a lot of inquiries from people who you give out quotes for? and because they've underestimated your services, never hear back from. I know it's a given to move on, but I'm guessing. Oh yeah, totally. So I would say that, uh, and because they've underestimated you, never hear back from. Oh yeah, so in terms of putting out quotes to people, so Charlotte is talking about emilydrums.com. Um, so the old system, there's a new system that's just come in, but the old system would be someone would get in touch, I would send them a quote, uh, and Charlotte is just saying, uh, do I get a lot of people that then come back and say, oh no, sorry, that was too expensive, or do they just ghost? Yeah, that happens. It's just part of the 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 deal, really, and that's okay. I think you have to be okay with just pricing your time. Um, if it happens a lot, I mean, honestly, what would it be percentage-wise for me? I'd say maybe 5%, maybe, maybe, but... What I would then say is that, yeah, okay, say that happens, that's totally fine. Um, I still keep in touch with those people. I will still check up. I will always say, I'd still love to hear how this turns out though. So give me a shout when it's done and then have a listen. Cause you know, it's about creating and cultivating relationships because you don't know where that person is gonna be five years down the line. They might be signed, they might suddenly have, you know, the means to work with you. So it's great to just keep open that connection and, and just know that it's, it's not about you paying me, it's about us working together. And that is, that's most important to me. And just my whole thing is I love people's stories and through songs. So I just, I love connecting with people and, and hearing what their experience of life is. And, and again, if they put that into a song, that's amazing. And then bringing my element, my sort of yeah side to it. Um, so yeah, it's, I think, yeah, I'd say like a 5% would, would probably uh, say no. Um, and then what was the actual question? Do, do get a lot. Yeah, about 5%, I'd say, I get. Um, but yeah, I think the key is just, because it's, it's never always a, a an absolute no. I see a no as like a maybe later. Maybe later, yeah? That's a, uh, anyway, I won't even go into that. Right, <laughs> Jake Barrett says, I've done a couple of tracks over the last two years for someone and know he has some more coming. How would you take a recording client from free to paid without annoying or annoying them or losing them? Just keep reaching out, Jake. That's what I would do. Again, this is to do in rote recording. So, um, yeah. My thing is I will keep in touch with people. I try and reach out every, like, six months, I'd say. And it's never about, do you need any drums? It's not that. It's always just like, oh, hey, just want to see how you're doing. Have you made any new music? I'd love to hear it, which is genuine. I genuinely, like I say, I just love hearing what people are up to. Um, and then the other thing coupled with that. So, uh, Jake, I know that you're really active on your social media. But again, it's that thing of just creating content to um, then uh, keep people keep top of mind. 
and in terms of tran uh, what's the word transitioning I suppose from a free client to being a paid client um, I would say wait for them to ask if they want your services and then say oh unfortunately I'm not able to uh, offer you free services anymore this is what my my uh, my rate is but if you really like them then you can say but let me know what you can pay or I'd be willing to do it for this or that or wh whatever it is so it, it really does come down to the person I think uh, in terms of um, dealing with yeah especially if they started out free and the thing is I'm sure because I had this when you do transition from free to paid I think I'm pretty sure all of my guys when I was like okay I won't be able to offer you this for free anymore because I'm charging and they were like yeah that makes sense because it is really good what you're doing and I'm sure Jake I've heard what you do I'm sure that they will be exactly the same so again I think just being very open about it is totally fine this is your living at the end of the day and there's nothing wrong with that and and uh, yeah so and honestly I always think I'm being annoying to people but actually I think people really um, appreciate that you're thinking of them and just being reached out to you know each each client is special and I think to really let them feel special which they are is really great and I, I think that should be uh, celebrated for sure uh, Charlotte says streamlining the process at your side will mean um, sorry streaming oh streamlining the process at your side will mean you're not wasting of t uh, loads of time on them um yeah i i'm i'm very much for streamlining any process that you can just to to try and um maximize your time at the end of the day when you're running a business that is time for money uh based so it's not scalable, it's literally, I only have X amount of time to work with, therefore I only can work with X amount of people. If you can make that as condensed and as streamlined as possible, then you're gonna earn more, you're gonna work with more people, you're gonna have more exposure, you're gonna have more of the best stuff. Um, but yeah, that definitely comes from just making sure that you know, you're streamlining that process. So yeah, I'd say any way you can. The way that I do it is I look at what is the thing that is slowing me down the most what is my weakest link and then just working on that and seeing if there's a, a way to get around that there generally is there's always a way that you can make it a little bit better whether that's some sort of automation or sometimes just cutting it out completely i'll be honest um or cutting back on it or whatever it is simple things like if you're a drummer and you're doing recording sessions having your kit set up permanently now not everyone can do that I appreciate that 100% but if you can do that because it's just going to save you so much time in the long run versus like putting it up every time and, and doing all that so yeah definitely worth asking the question like what can I do to make myself more productive if you like. Graham Wormott says uh, at Laura isn't it just at least three days um, at least sorry do you know what? my eyesight today is just terrible um at least these days i know lots of other people i think are brilliant get it as well which helps a bit so this is in in uh, regards to imposter syndrome so graham is saying that he knows lots of other people that he thinks are brilliant that also have imposter syndrome 100 percent. i don't think i know anyone that doesn't and honestly in fact i think i heard someone on a podcast say that they didn't and I instantly was a bit like, I'm not so sure. I really like the person. And I was like, I'm not sure about you anymore. I'm not sure I trust you. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not that intense. But I think everyone suffers with it a little bit, especially in a creative thing, because it, there's no absolutes in a creative industry. There's no right answer. There's just interpretation. And because of that, someone's always going to not like what you're doing. I'm sure there's plenty of people that are not either, well, they're probably just not listening right now because they're not interested in this, but there are a bunch of people that are. So as long as someone's enjoying it, then it's fine. And luckily there's enough strength in my imposter syndrome head. Shall I tell you how I get over my imposter syndrome when it comes to this, actually? When it comes to podcasting or doing something on YouTube, talking to camera, anything like that, um, because of the nature of this, my my need my want to help people and connect people is so much greater 
than that voice in my head that's saying, you're not good enough, you can't do this, da-da-da-da-da, all the horrible stuff. It's still there, trust me. But my, the payoff of hoping, hoping <laughs> that I'm helping one person, just one person, is way above any sort of horrible things that I'm saying to myself. So I think if you can find something that will mean more to you than that little voice and be able to silence it, it's wicked. Um, I'm starting to think, by the way, that people must think there's a lot of chatter in my head and maybe I'm a little bit crazy. That's fine. I think I maybe am, are, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people are, so I'm in good company. <laughs> anyway, right, uh, David Frontman says, Roger Taylor, yay! Yeah, man. When I saw that Roger Taylor was on that Count Me In documentary and I was on it too, I was like, wow, this is pretty... In fact, to be fair, everyone on that documentary, I was like... I, d I don't know how I managed to be in this company, but I'm really happy about it. It's amazing. It's so um, surreal. David says, uh, let's force him to join the live stream. I mean, if anyone wants to get him on, yeah, that's fine. I, I wouldn't even know. Would I know? I might be able to, but no. He doesn't want to be here. He's fine. He's, he's doing his thing. Graham says, Guru was supposed to see Kim in 2020, was rescheduled to 2021 and then 2022. Graham, remind me where you are. I have something in my head, but I can't think it's... Oh, where are you? I can't remember. But let me know where you are in the country and, and hopefully we can, can meet up and say hello. Laura Howell says, know what you mean, Graham, but the most talented people I know have no idea how talented they are. I 100% agree. I think it's so easy to be in your own world. You know, I would talk, obviously, I'm only ever talking on behalf of myself because I can only do that. But I know that I see the issues. I see the imperfections. I very rarely see the things that, you know, are good or go right because I'm so focused on bettering myself unfortunately those imperfections are the things that are front and center um but as you say i think a lot of people are like that but that is the reason they are so good at what they do because they can you know focus on those things and then get better at them i think that is a massive part of people that are very good at what they do and i'm not can i just say i'm not saying that i'm one of those people but i am saying i am good at pinpointing all the things that go wrong but equally i'm getting better at letting things go that actually aren't that important and i don't need to be perfect at certain things this podcast is a perfect example because this is not perfect this is not polished but it is me and that's fine that's good enough so it's a good exercise in just letting go um the zaz says to graham me too me too was supposed to fly to london to see it oh michael well i hope i hope michael you can get over to to see a kim show that would be awesome um and the zelta says you catch the live reference pain lies on the riverside with my fave throwing Co uh, cooper album is it throwing cooper or throwing copper i think it is cooper isn't it throwing cooper album was nice too so i think throwing cooper was the one that i listened to most and and definitely played to the most and funnily enough i've only just remembered this so dolphin song which i think is on so this is a live uh, the band is called Live. So the live song, yeah, Dolphins Cry? Dolphins? Can you hear the dolphin song? Song, okay. The dolphin one. That was one of the first ever songs that me and my dad played together. So my dad plays guitar. And we played that uh, literally, I don't even know when it was. It wasn't long after I started playing. And that's, yeah, that's one of the first songs we ever played together. Hmm. There we go, I'd forgotten that memory. So thank you very much, Michael. That's, that's um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> David says, hi, Zalsta, how's it going? Let me guess, what do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Uh, so Jamie says, hey, it was indeed. So it was Jamie Pollard is, has a daughter who has just started playing drums. So we like that. We like that. Um, was my question I put to the website that you read out earlier? Oh, it's right, so it's your eight-year-old daughter, yeah. My thing, especially starting out, and the thing that I enjoyed most was enjoying the drums. Just, just find that passion, find that spark, see where it lies. You know, one person might really love all the technical players and playing really fast and as many notes as possible, and that inspires them. That's amazing. Go for that. 
if it's more you know feel and just like ooh, and playing with I don't know playing in a band for instance if that's the thing like, I just want to play in a band go do that if you want to be playing to music if you want to be I don't know I don't even know doing drum covers and filming it and putting them on YouTube if you really just love doing that just go do that it's just finding what sparks you I think a lot of um, you know people younger people might start playing the drums and maybe they're very quickly put into a very regimented okay if you're if you want to play drums you have to start just on a snare drum or just on a practice pad doing rudiments that is playing drums yeah that's fine that can be an element of it but there's got to be that that passion and that raw like enjoyment and the thing that makes you go oh my god this is the best instrument on the planet that goes for any instrument but obviously drums is the best <laughs> so joe Perkins says Working with a session player and having it feel like a business business transaction is a cold experience. It's never like that with you. Always a creative collaboration. I completely agree, uh, Joe. I think it's funny, you know. When I started emilydrums.com, I thought that it would exactly be that, a business transaction. And not necessarily from my side. I thought in my head it would be people going onto my website and it was like a conveyor belt they would just click what they want i want a drum track on my song here we go order buy now whatever add to basket check out buy now and i thought you know i just i just do stuff it wouldn't be much communication it would literally be i get a form through i do the job i send it back it's not like that it's it's people it's dealing with people their stories their emotions their soul and respecting that relationship and that goes both ways 100% and it's so much more fulfilling than I thought it ever could be and that's I think because I'm so aware that you know it's music it's emotion it's oh there's so much that goes into music why would it why did I think it would be this cold thing like very like you say business transaction it's just not like that it's absolutely not like that and um it's the very thing that is the best thing about it if that makes sense it's the same with things like this the thing that i love most is i get to connect with you guys and just like we get to talk and share commonalities and i think anything that can bring people together is just the best thing ever <laughs> so i'm glad you're here so graham wilmot says uh, definitely right to think of a no as a maybe later especially if that's just on pricing 100 percent. just because someone gets in touch with me for instance and i give them a price on a song that they want doing it does just if that price is not right for them it doesn't mean that they want to work with me any less or i want to work with them any less it's just a timing issue it's just simply that the time isn't right right now and that's okay that's actually fine and who knows like i say who knows where they will be at in a few years time or i've had people like that's great okay i will save up or whatever it is but it, it becomes such a more it's so much more than the price it's the experience at least that's what i'm trying to give i'm trying to give a great experience of, of not only the best drums that i can give you but just like care like a lot of care and love and attention um to your music to your to you you know it's just it's very important to me it's very important to me um anyway sorry i keep going off on these uh, rants jake says fab thanks for your help emily anytime jake anytime mooncat drums says have you ever thought of teaching drums and or recording so i used to teach when i was younger uh, it was mainly because um I, I needed the money. I was teaching neighbours and stuff to play, like neighbours' kids, I should say, to play drums. And although I really enjoyed it, I, I'm, not, I'm not a great teacher when it comes to like playing, like beginners, all that stuff. I'm not great at it. Um, I think I struggle with, I mean, you know how passionate I am about drums. And if I struggle if someone I'm teaching doesn't have that same level of passion, or you know doesn't I get it if they don't practice because I was the worst at practicing and if Mike Dolbear who has been my teacher for the last like 20 years essentially he's listening right now I know I was the worst but the passion was always there always there always driving striving all of that but I will say I did start uh, sorry teaching 
about recording in terms of uh, so this was way before all the um, I just opened emilydrums.com and I was teaching how to record like how to get together a drum part how to relate it to music how to you know have that consistency all those things that you can't really learn until you're in the studio doing it and you can hear it back very easily um, so yeah I was teaching that for a while but honestly I don't have a lot of time to do that stuff now uh, I do do some sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching just offering advice basically on uh, if people are trying to you know further their career or further their remote recording business or whatever uh, in fact me and Jake did one recently um, so I do offer that but in terms of traditional teaching you know this is a paradigm I'm not the best person for that I know so many people that are brilliant for that because the other thing I'm very what's the word aware I'm very aware because I had it I'm very aware that if if you have a teacher that there should be a consistency with that teacher with the lessons you know weekly even if it's monthly there needs to be that stability and I can't offer that because I'm away on tour because I'm doing all this other stuff, I'm not able to say, right, we can have a lesson together every Tuesday at 8 p.m. or whatever. I can't do that because it's not, I, it, my lifestyle does not allow that. And that's okay, and I'm okay with that. But I'm, I'm aware of the gravitas, of the responsibility that, you know, that, that, is, that I would have as a teacher, that I would owe to my students. And I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not. If I'm going to do something, I do it. And 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 to me, like I say, I my teacher Mike Dolbert, he has been a rock for me. All my teachers have over the years, all of them. But obviously, he's been with me the longest. I've been with him the longest. You know, his him being there, being there whenever I need him, is everything to me. And. I wouldn't be where I am today without him, that's for sure, and what he's offered me, and like I say, that consistency, and being able to reach out to him, and he's there, and available, and I can book in for a lesson, or whatever, has made such a difference, not just to my career, but to my life, so, yeah, that's the reason, sorry, that was a long answer to a very short question, but yeah, that's the reason that I, I that's the real biggest reason that I don't, offer like regular lessons as it were so graham walmart says i'm over in bristol oh you're in bristol amazing so good uh Zaz says copper yeah oh it is throwing copper okay I, my brain um so joe perkins says snap well maybe me joe and graham need to go and have a coffee when i don't even know if we're playing bristol i'll be honest this is me. This is why I'm married to a tour manager. He tells me where I'm playing. I have no idea. So, um, Mooncat Drum says, could you do a kit rundown of your touring rig one week? Oh, that's a good question. Could I? Yes. I mean, in theory, absolutely. Um, however, I don't know where I would do it. When am I next setting up my kit? Anyway. Yes, at some point. I think, realistically, I'll be doing a studio rundown before I'll be doing a tour rundown. But yes, maybe when I'm on tour, that makes sense. But that won't be till next year. So you might have to wait for a little while, but it will happen. It will happen. Um, so Zalster says, the distance to here... Oh yeah, that's right. I was off by one album, lol. Um, yeah, the distance to here is a really good album by Live as well. That was a really good one. Oh, I should really listen to that again. I went and saw them live once live live they're really hard to find to play live because their name um but they were really good it was where was that i want to say it was hammersmith or something anyway a long time ago but it was really really good um joe perkins says coffee yes i think it needs to happen me you and graham joe we're gonna get coffee that makes sense um jake Pratt says haha our session wasn't that recent it was a year ago tomorrow time flies what are you talking about? Are you serious? Time has been flying, but that, honestly, I would have said that was, well, I knew that, I know that I was at the old place, so, and we've been here, I would have said at most it was four months ago. I can't believe that it's that long ago. That's crazy. Oh, anyway, right. 
it's been lovely seeing you guys and i i was expecting a lot more controversy on the old uh, free work topic but i'm happy that i didn't have to boxing david put them up put them up um but uh yeah it's been lovely seeing you guys uh, if you're watching or listening back after the fact and you want to be part of the live conversation then just head over to emilyislive.com to sign up and then you can come and be part of the live chat and the chaos and you can create the chaos Woo! but it's been lovely seeing all you guys and um yeah i hope you're well and and i hope that this has helped in some way to help progress your next sort of level with your career or anything really just in life generally but anyway i'm gonna love you i'm gonna leave you and i will see you next week for another another subject who knows what it's gonna be Woo! all right i'll see you guys later bye Emily is love, ooh yeah